0: Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Sampia on SAFM, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. It is 12 minutes after 4 o'clock in conversation next with Naledi Ku'ali, who is a legal manager at the Acti- and acting executive director at People Opposing Women Abuse. So Land- Orlando Pirates footballer Tembing Gossi Lodge has been handed down a suspended sentence of five years in order to pay a fine of a 100000 to the organization People Opposing Women Abuse, who work to combat gender-based violence in communities. This news comes as Lodge was convicted of assault with intent of doing grievous bodily harm back in um, the the incident. uh, We know happened back in 2020, but the conviction happened earlier in the year in 2023. On the eve of the 16 days of activism, this conviction comes at a time where more gender-based violence cases in the last quarter has seen a rise in crimes related to assault with intent to do grievous bodily harm. And this is according to the crime stats um, for the second quarter of 2023 to help us unpack what intentions still need to what interventions still need to be taken and the limitations of fines in violent crimes we are joined by Naledi Naledi good afternoon thank you so much for making time for us
1: good afternoon and thank you for having us
0: let's first start with the um, the sentencing itself as people opposing um, women abuse what do you make of the sentence no direct imprisonment it has been suspended for five years
1: Yes, so I think to just treat the items in separation in this matter, I think, first of all, we're very glad for the conviction. I think it is important for us, particularly in in the CBO space, that we acknowledge these convictions as important because they speak to the seriousness um, that the NPA is taking when it comes to prosecuting um, gender-based violence cases. And it also speaks to our elevated ability to present the necessary evidence to get these convictions. So as a starting point, I think generally we are happy to see convictions in the gender-based violence space. When you look at the sentencing, I think the sentencing in, in, in some regards um aligns itself with the sentencing guidelines in this regard. Um, with, the domestic, red, with the Domestic Violence Act, we understand that there are certain minimum sentences that um, are associated with gender-based violence cases. So, we do want to see these harsh um, we want to see harsher judgments, we want to see custodial sentences and every case requires you to look at its mirrors and see the arguments that were presented with regards to custodial sentences, but just to speak purely firstly to the conviction is that we're happy to see convictions um, taking place within our legal system because anyone with an understanding of our legal system understands these are are not as common as we would like them to be. And secondly, in terms of the the sentencing guidelines, I mean, we would ideally want them to be harsher. We don't want to find ourselves in a situation where you are able to get a suspended sentence. uh, after, 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 after conviction, we are we are also looking to see how closely um, some of these sentences are linked to to the amendments that we have seen um, come through in, in in the legal system. So I want to say yes, we're happy with the conviction. We are looking for harsher, harsher sentences as a way of of um, of moving away. Um, or or motivating people to move away from violent behavior, even if the incentive is not personal.
0: Yeah, because somebody looking at this would perhaps say that, um, while it seems that if you are popular and you have the money, you can get away. I'm sure there is the conviction that has been handed down, but there's, there's of course, the suspended sentences and no direct um, imprisonment. Does it really um, become a deterrent? Because the 100,000... Tembegile, Gossi Lodge would be able to pay. Will would be able to pay the hundred thousand. I don't know how many other men out there. Um, who are also accused of abuse and also been convicted would be able to pay that 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 particular amount. But what it looks like to society is here, somebody who's popular, the person has been convicted. He's he was convicted of assaulting his his ex girlfriend. He even strangled her as well and left her behind. There's there's a level of heinousness to that crime as well, considering that he locked Correct. her up and left.
1: Correct and you know when when we speak of fines and we speak to fines as a deterrent I think South Africa, even historically, we have this issue of haves and have-nots. We have this issue of quality representation and the type of representation you get when you're resourced. So when you look at our legal system and you look at even outside the gender-based violence space, what you are seeing is that people with a certain amount of money are able to get a certain level of representation. That level of representation actually secures a, a better case being put before the court and it limits um, the NPA's ability and the magistrate's ability to hand down sentences because all of these things are argued within the ambit of the law. But to, when you look at some um, somebody like the, the, um, the convicted in this case Utenbukosiloj, you will look at whether or not, what is the affordability that he has. And what is important to remember is that we do need for GBV to become a costly affair. When you do assault a woman, it needs to be extremely inconvenient for you. It needs to be extremely hostile for you. It needs to be something that has a direct impact. And in this case, in the absence of a, a, a custodial sentence, you want to find yourself in a scenario where you are able to say you are feeling the pinch. Now, when you look at the average income in South Africa, this is not something that the average perpetrator of gender-based violence can actually afford. Very few people can afford to wake up and pay 100000 just purely cash. So, for, for the people who are below a certain level, this is going to have disastrous um effects on them. They will not be able to pay for fines that cost a hundred thousand land but when it comes to people who are in a better standing in life financially they're better off those are the people that we need the legal system to treat as equal we need whether or not you've got an attorney who can argue this in court or you've got someone with less experience or less or, 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 or less connections who can't make the argument the same the law needs to look at you the same and which is that you're a perpetrator of violence and you must face the harshest the 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 harshest sentences under the law. So while we understand the limitations that the courts are are faced with, we are appreciative of their ability to increase a punishment where they have the capacity to, to request the 100,000 rand as as a fine for this conduct is to say, at the end of the day, he has been impacted. What do we want going forward? We do want those custodial sentences. We do want longer sentences, but we're also appreciative of the fact that in the fight against gender-based violence, it takes capacity. And these types of donations speak to that capacity. They allow for for, for space, uh, they allow for intervention, and they allow for programs.
0: And um, we're asking our audience this afternoon as well, what do they think the employer in this particular case, Orlando Pirates, should do? And, uh, well, most of the men that have called in have said that, um, listen, he's already been sentenced, um, he's already been punished, so we, we need to move on. Some people on social media at least are saying that, but the pirates must also take steps against him. But then, pirates, when um, Lodge was arrested, did issue a statement and say that um, they stand against gender-based violence. Could this be a learning moment or teachable moment um, to use the, um, use the, 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 the lodge story and say that as pirates, this is where we stand? And how do we then use a lodge to actually send such a message? I don't know whether you still include him in the team and still also continue to send that message.
1: I think in that regard, it's important as institutions to take a stand on gender-based violence. And if you, as an institution, you're saying you stand against gender-based violence, but you have a perpetrator on the team who continues to be salaried and supported by you, who continues to be a brand ambassador for your team, there needs to be that understanding that not only is this person a brand ambassador for this team, they are also known and convicted for gender-based violence. Therefore, you are automatically associating yourself with that type of conduct with that type of engagement. So I want to say the messaging in that regard is extremely contradictory. And it's contradictory because you stand against gender-based violence, you are fighting gender-based violence. At the same time, you are supporting essentially, um, a person convicted of gender-based violence. We have seen um, institutions support people accused of gender-based violence prior to conviction. And once that conviction comes through and you're found guilty of the crime in a court of law, only then are you able to then proceed and say, we stand against it, you're convicted of this. There are no questions with regards to your conduct we have that in this instance but you see a continued support institutionally of the individual so for us it is important for institutions themselves to take a, to to make a decision and to say we're taking a stand and the stand we are taking is that we we do not house people who are perpetrators of gender-based violence we do not want to be associated with people who are perpetrators of gender-based violence and if you think of the scope and the audience that football has in South Africa you will know that the messaging coming from the top coming from um, male-dominated industries it will communicate that message that's saying gender-based violence is wrong but outside of just saying gender-based violence is wrong without following it structurally for us it rings it rings hollow and it rings contradictory
0: okay apologies we just got cut there with the naledi who's the legal manager and acting executive director at the people opposing women abuse just one last question naledi and thank you so much for coming back on and that is the issue of rehabilitation and also people saying that he was remorseful and therefore um the the, the the organization or the club should just allow this one to go?
1: I think we, we do um, open ourselves up to the possibility that people can be rehabilitated. So the, the attitude and the belief that we have when it comes to addressing gender-based violence is not steeped in the belief that people do not change. But what is important is for the survivors of this gender-based violence to be equally prioritized in the rehabilitation process. And what we mean by that is to say, when you inflict violence on another person there is something you take away from them fundamentally and you need to learn and understand the impact of that holistically and it is very easy for us to get on television or to wake up one day after we felt the repercussions and say i have changed but the only way to prove you have changed is through continued changed conduct and the problem here is that there has been no time for the public and 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 particularly in this in this regard for the survivor to be satisfied that they do see the change and that the change is impactful so the concern here is that we cannot go from an incident to immediate forgive forgivable to immediate rehabilitation without fully taking into consideration where this puts the survivor. How does the survivor feel? And has that relationship been, been restored to a point where the survivor herself can walk away from this incident feeling like, I can find some healing, I have received justice? Until we were in a position where we can say, the survivor feels like they have received justice, the survivor is okay with moving on in terms of restorative justice, then we cannot move immediately into a position where we concern ourselves with the change behaviour of, of Tempingosi because at at present the priority is the survivor and and and, and, and the and, and Tembigosi in this regard has the responsibility to show the community that I have changed. I have in fact grown. But that is something that must be proven as opposed to given.
0: Thank you so much for your time. Naledi uh, Kuali, who is a legal manager and acting executive director at the People Opposing Women Abuse.